This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Adalia Hansen. I'm filling in for Dr. Hansen for he's out of town. So I'll be doing a message today, and it's called The Movement of a Kingless Christianity. So if you look at the book of Hosea, chapter 3, verse 4, and verse 5, well, it says, For the children of Israel shall abide many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred pillar, without effort or teraphim. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. Well, if you look at his verse, we're talking about whereby there's no king, there's no prince to rule over them. And if we look at how Christianity has evolved, we can use the word evolved here and come to think of it. Christianity is not supposed to evolve. We're supposed to remain the same for Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. Where the authority of the king is absent or displaced, we're talking about believers living as though they have no Lord. They want the kingdom. They want the benefits of the kingdom, but not the king. Well, I say there's no kingdom without a king. We're talking about people saved by the grace of God, by the blood of Jesus, but they remove the reign of the king from their heart. So many, many use that saying that Christianity is evolving, that we are moving with every wind of doctrine. But if you look at the Bible, it talks about doctrines of devils. We're talking about people who come in and deceive the sheep. And I'll just suggest this. If you're in a church that does not talk about sin, that makes you comfortable in your sin, I think you should reconsider Because in the time that we're living in, we have to be sanctified. We have to be, we we have to fear God in the time we're living in to survive this time where we'll be covered by the government of God, whereby he's our shield to be able to escape all these calamities and all these things that are bound to happen. We have to be under submission and where there is great submission, there is great faith. That is what I believe. So we shouldn't get so comfortable in defying the king's lordship. We go to churches that don't talk about sin and the consequences, whereby even our conscience becomes seared. You don't even, you're not moved anymore. You're not convicted of evil 
evil things all around. We call what is evil good, and what what is good we call evil. We call this the abuse of grace, and we should not abuse the grace that the Lord Jesus has given upon us. Now, we should stand for the King. We should stand for what He wants us to stand for, what His will is, what His desires are. We should let Him reign and rule in our lives. We should let the Holy Spirit in us be able to teach us all things. The Bible says, now the Lord is the Spirit. Here they're talking about Jesus being the Spirit. Jesus is in His Spirit. The Holy Spirit that we have in us is the Spirit of Jesus. And through that, when, when He speaks to us, when He convicts us, when He teaches us, when He moves us, we are we're supposed to submit to the movement, to what He's doing or saying to us, because the Spirit of the Lord is a kingly spirit. He is not a servant. He's a master. And as a master, we're supposed to submit to the master's calling, to the master's bidding. And now, if you check yourself, us all believers, that if we look at sin and the things that are happening all around us, and we're so comfortable that even we agree with them, then something is wrong. Something is wrong somewhere. Which kingdom are you serving? Which kingdom are you under? I will call this an orphan spirit. If the holy, if you call yourself a believer and that you have the Holy Spirit in you, and yet you don't even obey Him, and that things that grieve Him are the things that you do, and the things that that grieves Him, you agree with it. You see people all around doing evil, and yet you clap for them, and yet you agree with them. You don't even, you don't even say your part in it that it's wrong. You don't even think about their soul, where they, that they will be damned at the end of the day. But you're so comfortable with it. You're not moved by the sins all around you. And even the sins that you're doing yourself, something is wrong. If you read the book of Hosea, it says, Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord. And that is the message today, to return and seek the Lord. We should check ourselves. We should be able to check what we stand for. What do we believe in? Are we going to stand for the king in this land? Are we going to stand for the king in our families? Are we going to stand for the truth no matter what? For we have a king that we'll be accountable to. We'll be able to answer everything that we have said and everything we have done in this earthly realm. We want the cure for cancer and all those sorts of diseases, but we don't want the healer. We want more blessing, material blessing, but we don't want the provider. We're enjoying the benefits of the kingdom. And then when a problem shows up, that's when we start praying. Now we want his help, but leave him out of all our daily lives, our decisions. Like the, Now all that has crept in into the church as well. We no longer ask for his advice. We no longer ask for his wisdom. It's all about a good idea, but we need a godly idea. We need a God idea, not just a good idea. When you're trying to infiltrate the church with kingdom change, and yet we are using our kernel mind to come up with change, and yet, and yet we take aside, we put aside the king and not even consult him and the matters of the church. For the word of God says, and he said unto Peter, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. 
about my Father who is in heaven, and I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. He is the founder. We cannot do without the founder. Even in organizations, we have founders for organizations, and there's some, they lay the foundation of what the, the building or the organization will be built upon. And that's what Jesus said. Christianity is a revelation. It's not a religion. It's a revelation. And in this revelation, we have a king that is behind the revelation. So check yourself. Let us all examine ourselves. Are we, are we going after the kingdom benefits and we don't want the king? Something is wrong. If you look at the Bible and the days of the apostles and the days of the days of Peter and the days of Paul. Are we, do we have the same things happening in the church? Where is the power? Where is the repentance? Where is the submission? Where is the great authority? We have no voice anymore. Yes, we get angry and mad when things go around, but do we have a voice? Can we say something? Can we shift things in the realms? Can we command things in the realms of the spirit and they move and they shake? Because we stand for God and we speak in his own authority. But now we have a powerless church. We have a church that is comfortable in sin. We have pastors that are leading thousands astray. One foot is on the grave. Other, ones, other people, one foot is just near hell. They're going to end up in hell. And yet we sit comfortable. I say to the preachers, check yourselves. Examine yourselves. Let's go back to the Bible. Let's go back to the truth. Let's go back to what was ordained by God, designed by God. We have commands. And Jesus said, if you love me, then you'll follow my commands. We say we love him. But do we follow his commands? If you're comfortable with murder and you say, well, that's her choice. That's her body. You're not standing for the king. You're not standing for the truth. And what I'm crying out for is that we should repent. We should go back. Return to the Lord, I say return. Let our hearts bring him back to reign of our lives. Let him reign back in the church. Let him reign back in our families. We need him. He's the founder. He's the master. He's the Lord. We don't want to be called out on the day of the white, the white throne judgment. And he says he never knew us. We think, oh, we prayed. Oh, we loved others. But did we love others in his kind of love? Sometimes we say, well, we, love, we loved others, we prayed, but that's not enough. We have to be obedient because the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. You might sacrifice yourself even working in the ministry and let you're not walking in obedience. Trust me, that will, that will be one thing that will cause your soul. Let us walk in obedience, obedience to the Holy Spirit. He whispers unto us. He shows us things, yet we choose to ignore him. Where's the voice of the church in the society? Where's the voice of the pastors? Where's the voice of men in their families? Whereby they cry out and groan. And the Bible says, it talks about the preachers. It talks about the priests weeping be between the porch and the altars. So told that people don't say, where is our God? Are we weeping? Are we groaning? Are we seeking the face of God? Are we seeking his will to be revealed upon the earth and upon the church? Where are we at? What is wrong with Christianity right now? I know there are people who are biblical believers. They are for the Christ, but we need more numbers. We need more souls. Let us save our brothers and sisters from the flames of hell. 
from the flames, uh, from the deception of the enemy, that they could be comfortable and yet they will enter the gates of heaven. No, the gate will be shut on their faces. They will not enter. Why? Because they chose not to obey him. And the spirit is grieved. He's calling out on the streets, where are the sons? And when I say the sons, I talk about both men and women. Where are the sons of God? And the creation is crying out for the manifestation of the sons of God. People who will stand for God. People who will be willing to lay down their lives for the truth to be revealed, for the truth to, be, to prevail. They'll be willing to lose friends and families because they stand for the king. Do you enjoy the Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen radio program? Please take a minute to pray if the Lord would have you help us with the substantial financial burden of this program. We receive no grants or funding from any organization or government agency and have no other means of support than the gracious and generous giving of our listeners. World Ministries bears the entire burden. In about 30 seconds, you can donate at worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. Thank you for your gifts, generosity, and graciousness. Where are the laborers? It is time for the harvest. The Lord of the harvest is calling out. Where are the laborers? We need to go out there and speak the truth. Even if we speak the truth and we bring the souls to him, we need to give them the solid truth and unhindered truth and corrupted truth so that we don't bring, bring them into the kingdom and yet still their end is damnation because they were not given the whole truth of what it is. Christianity is sacrifice. Christianity is death to self. We talk about blessings. We talk about riches and increase. But Jesus said, you shall have brothers and sisters. You shall have many things that shall come upon you when you believe in him. But yet he says, he also added persecution. The, serv the servant is not above the master. If Jesus went through all these things, we shall go through all these things as well. We shall suffer persecution. We shall be hated for the cause of the truth. Are you willing to stand for the king in the land? We cannot be the blind leading the blind. If the pastor does not stand and speak the truth to the people, he will be held accountable to the many souls that are before him. If he does not weep and cry out to God to be able to save his children, we are accountable as ministers of God. We shall answer to him when we meet the king. Will we have an answer to all the questions that he will ask? Did you stand for my truth? Did you obey me when I asked you to? Or did you choose worldly pleasure and worldly things above me? We talk about partiality. When pastors are so partial, they consider the people who have more money in the church more than the poor. And God says we should hold all others equal, whether they have money or not. We give the best seats and honor to men and not to God himself. Something is wrong. Does it mean that Christianity is on a life support? I don't know. I can't say. But I know there are remnants out there. And they're agreeing with me. And they're crying out to God day and night. That Lord, that you will send forth your revival. And there'll be an awakening of the saints. And also there will be a movement that will be able to call souls back to him. That is my desire. That is the burden that the Lord has given unto me. 
that we should seek the king if we are to walk in the power and authority. I'm talking about kingdom power, kingdom authority. We should be able to recognize him. We should be able to recognize him as the kings of our hearts and the king of the kingdom. We are from the kingdom that cannot be shaken, that cannot be moved. But for us to be able to walk in this benefits, we have to walk with the king. For us to be able to do great and mighty wonders, we're talking about signs and wonders, it requires great faith. But the more we submit to him and our faith increases and we increase in authority and we increase with power. And there's so many things that we'll be able to overturn because the church will have a voice. The, the Holy Spirit does not, wa- does not waste his time on rebels. He takes his time with people who know that will hearken to his voice and that will listen to him. And thereby he'll open us to great mysteries as we depend on him and we acknowledge our inadequacies. This King Jesus is the Spirit and the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Let's start involving him in our daily lives, in our decisions. Let us bring him in back to the church, to the leadership of the church. Let us bring him back to the leadership of our families. Believers who have no use for him, they're basically orphans in the spirit, like I said initially. They're not yielding to him. They're not listening to him. The kingdom benefits that we seek after every single day can only be fully experienced as we walk with the king when you know him but not just about him when you truly know him then you will know his desires then you will know his will and then you will know what is what's in his heart and you will dare not you will dare not agree with things that he hates the bible is right in front of you you go through it every day if you do and you know the things that the king hates you know what he abhors he has set his standards there. Let's stand for the king. Let's stand for the truth. If you love him like you say you do, let's follow his commands. The book of Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Stand in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths where the good way is, and walk in it. Then you'll find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk in it. Here the Bible is telling us to ask for the old paths. Ask. Ask for it. We need to ask the Holy Spirit, teach us your ways. Bring us to that point that we will be filled with the fear of the Lord. We'll be filled with reverence and honor to the God that we serve. Let us stand out amongst many. Even if we are few, Yet even the few that we will be, the Lord will use and will cause a shaking. The Lord said that once again, he will shake the heavens and he will shake the earth. He said, yet once more, I will shake the heavens and I will shake the earth. We need that army. We are calling out for that army, the army of God that will not compromise that will ask the Holy Spirit to lead them. For He is Lord. The Holy Spirit is not somebody we order around or we send around. He is Lord. The Holy Spirit is God. 
So we submit to him as we would submit to any authority here on the earth. But we submit to him even more because he's the spirit of truth and he's leading us to eternal life. He's leading us to the gates of heaven whereby we will enter into a rest. But, f- but first we'll have to stay here and fight. We are called to fight. We are called to be soldiers. We are called to stand for the king and his truth. To contend with the powers, to contend with forces of darkness that are influencing many, that are drawing them out of the shield of the king from his presence by lies, by evil doctrines, by making them comfortable in their own sin. Men are blinded. Let's pray for the veils to be lifted from the scales to fall from their eyes that they will go back and return to the, to the Lord God Almighty that sent his son to die for us that we may have life and life abundantly. If you look at the apostles, these people gave their lives. They sacrificed their lives and, and also they obeyed unto death. Are we willing? Are we willing to obey unto death in terms of not just physical death, but death to self? That we will no longer seek after the worldly pleasures. We are so, so helping to hold on to some relationship that don't even make sense. We're so helping to hold on to things so that we may look good in people's eyes. What about the king's eyes? What is it when he looks at you? What is he seeing? There's no benefit of looking after men's pleasures. There's no benefit after looking about men's if they say yes to you or they acknowledge you. But what about the heavens, the government of God? Are you applauded here on earth, but in heavens they're booing you? Let us check ourselves. We are called for him. We're not called for ourselves. And when he died for us on the cross, we lost that place whereby we live for ourselves. We live for him. And we live with him. So I'm calling upon the soldiers, the soldiers of God, the soldiers of the king, that we would arise, that we will pray that the veil will be lifted from our brothers and sisters that have blinded them to the truth, that we'll pray that the Spirit of God will be able to reveal the truth unto them and that, that they would know quickly, that they would turn away quickly before their conscience is seared, that they don't even get moved anymore. When the Lord's love fills our hearts, then we're able to see our brothers and sisters with love. We love them back, and we love them enough to fight for their souls. We fight for their souls in prayer. We get on our knees. We contend with the powers and forces of darkness, and we command the enemy to lose them. Not just the brothers and sisters in the kingdom, but the non-believers. Some of us have non-believers in our family. Rise and fight for their souls. Rise, priests. We are called, we are called the royal priesthood. We are priests. And we have a high priest who is much greater. And when we seek his face and we call upon his name, and when he sees truly from the depths of our heart, we carry no selfishness. We're not thinking about ourselves, but we are thinking about his people, the people who are called by his name, that they will not lose their way, that they will not be derailed. And for our individual lives, let us ask for the ancient paths. 
I pray that the Holy Spirit will open up your eyes. I pray that the Holy Spirit will stir up the rivers of water within you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will teach you His ways. I pray that He will be able to take you through the paths of righteousness. I pray that He'll be able to fill you with wisdom and understanding. I pray that He will stir up the fire and the zeal within you. And if your zeal If you lost your zeal, I pray, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will be reawakened, that you will be revived. If the coals of fire within you were put out and now you've become cold, I pray that that by the Holy Spirit, that you encounter the Holy Spirit, that you'll be able to rekindle that fire from within you. And I speak to the soldiers and I say, arise, for the time has come. It is time for us to go to the battle line, to go to the front line, and contend for the souls of our loved ones, and contend for the church. May the Holy Spirit bless you. May the Holy Spirit be able to shine forth His light, and may darkness be dispelled for the glory and the honor of His name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.